Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Star Wars toys, as well as Marvel, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to Star Wars Action News. This is Marjorie. And this is Arnie. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to be going over all of the Force Awakens Blu-ray releases. Going to be talking about Wizard World St. Louis that concluded yesterday. Talk about a lot of new sideshow pre-orders and reviewing this month's Smuggler's Bounty Box. So to get started, just a reminder of our Podbean crowdfunding campaign. We are starting to use Podbean, trying to raise some funds, not so we can buy collectibles, but so we can pay our staff for the hard work they do, bring the video podcast back on a weekly basis, get some more photographers in there, start getting the website updated and things along those lines. So if you haven't checked it out, you can go over to podbean.com and find our show over there. You can follow us. You see all the updates over there. They have a mobile app, so you can start listening to all the back issues of Star Wars Action News right on their app. And I made a quick shortcut. You go to swactionnews.com forward slash support, and it'll take you right to our Podbean page. But having a lot of fun. We were giving away to Podbean followers, not donors, just followers, five copies of The Force Awakens on Voodoo. And you can actually watch it early starting on April 1st, I believe at midnight is when it was released digitally, so you could get it before anyone else. If you're listening to this right when the show comes out, there's one last chance we're giving away the last code on Tuesday morning. All you have to do is follow us on Podbean and then drop us an email at show at swactionnews.com telling us what your Podbean username is so we can link the two and we're emailing the voodoo codes out. And I just want to give some congratulations out to Hockey Boy Davis, SB Brian, ULR, and Mystery Mac, and all the other winners so far. Speaking of The Force Awakens, I can't believe it's here. The first new Star Wars movie released on home video since 2005. And the digital landscape has radically made it a different experience than it was in 2005. Well, I think the fact that there's a digital landscape, Arnie, because we had TiVos back then. We didn't have Apple TV. Hulu didn't exist. Netflix was disc only. I think there was iTunes for movies, but I don't think a lot of people were using it. No, I don't think it was widely used. So things are a little bit different now. I remember when... Revenge of the Sith came out in my day, Sonny. <laughs> I took a whole day off work for a media release. I remember we traveled to a couple different cities, bought all these different copies. Best Buy had those lithographs. Remember the lithographs? Oh, yes. The lithographs. Those were funny. And what's we went and got those and they ended up giving us an entire box of those. Remember, like uh -huh. three days later, because like, yeah, no one's taking them. I think Suncoast was partnering with master replicas for an fx saber back then tied to the release and it was a crazy day this time there's a lot less and i gotta say i'm disappointed i was kind of hoping for another massive release worthy of taking a day off work not to say stores aren't trying to capitalize on this release there's a lot of exclusive versions there's a lot of sales going on but there's not a lot of the extras like you used to get and i think that reflects our society and we usually buy things that aren't tangible for our media anymore i mean 
I can't tell you the last time I actually bought a CD. You tell me to buy them, so you get them sometimes. You just never see them because I ripped them for you and put them in the cloud. That is correct. And that is a very good service that you offer for your spouse. <laughs> All other spouses get this service, too. They do? Uh-huh. I thought it was just me because I was first spouse. <laughs> Damn it. But I think it's different. And what we're missing is a lot of the pack-ins that we got before. Things like that. So... I mean, we've got different stuff. We've got sales in conjunction, which we had before. But like at Toys R Us, for example, the Black Series 6-inch figures are on sale for $14.99. I was at Toys R Us the other day. They had one. One figure. One. Well, you're saved $5 on that one figure. Yes. Was it Chewbacca or was it Zuvio? You are wrong. It was Kylo Ren. Ah. Well, Toys R Us is the only store that actually has... Like a freebie giveaway. If you go and buy this movie at Toys R Us, they have no exclusive version, but you get the free Star Wars decal. And it looks like from their weekly ad, it's going to be Kylo Ren. So if you buy the movie, you get a sticker. Well, it's like going to the dentist, right? But I think about Toys R Us in this release. I mean, keep in mind, they were selling digital copies of this way back in December. And it was at Toys R Us that I bought the digital copy that came with the three posters. So it's been... A long time they've been selling the movie. It's just now you're able to get it on DVD and Blu-ray. But more exciting than that is the exclusive versions. And I know a lot of people are excited for Target because their version, not only does it have an exclusive cover, which I believe is just a slip case. It may not be an actual insert cover, but they also give you a code to download 20 extra minutes of behind the scenes extra features. And some people are really into that, and that would be tipping the scales for them. That's what I like the most. I still have to do screen recording so I can keep it for my own archival purposes, because I don't trust their servers not to eventually delete it. And you're a weirdo. And I like to collect my bits and bytes. Yes. But, yeah, that's the one. If I could only have one copy, for me, Target with the extra content would be the one to do. Because it's something I'd watch for 20 minutes versus just display but they have a couple of good sales going on they had coupons in their weekly flyer ten dollars off fifty dollar purchase of star wars or twenty five dollars off a hundred if you didn't get the weekly ad you can text force 10 to target and they'll send you a mobile coupon or use text force 25 to target to get the 25 dollar off coupon and they just put out a new exclusive three pack now, it's a Titan Hero 3-pack, but it's a new exclusive 3-pack. <laughs> well, they also have the exclusive FN2187 pop with the bloody handprint. Good luck finding it. I've yeah. had no luck yet. That's true. eBay, here I come. But that 3-pack of Titans, I'll tell you two of the droids. You tell me who the third one is, okay? Okay. No looking at the notes and cheating. C-3PO. Uh-huh. BB-8. Does C-3PO have the red arm? Of course. Oh, good. I won't be able to recognize him. So with C-3PO and BB-8... Who's the third droid? R2. Of course you're not. Right. Oh. oh. <laughs> For some reason, it's RO4LO. Who is that? Exactly. <laughs> it's like JLo's robot or something. Maybe it's to get all of the astromech collectors who feel like they've got C3PO and R2 and now they need RO4LO. So he's going to be their exclusive figure in this Hero 3 pack. And he was in someone's X-Wing in Force Awakens. Was he the one who flew with Poe when BB-8 was elsewhere? No, he flew with Jessica Pava. Okay, then. Well, I have to keep an eye out for him when I get the Blu-ray. Although, I will be going to Target on Tuesday for an exclusive. It's not the Blu-ray. I have pre-ordered all the exclusive Blu-rays from the sites. Yeah, there's always that slight risk of shipping damage, but... Burden the hand versus trying to fight people at the bush. Well, you only have to worry about it at Best Buy. Best Buy is going to be the worst. But at Target, what they have is the exclusive read-along storybook CD with a poster. And I remember being a young kid, having all those read-along records so I could read along with the Star Wars adventures. And I'd listen to Empire again and again and again. I'll probably only listen to The Force Awakens once because I'm in my 40s. But it's going to take me on a nostalgic trip. Well, it'd be a great gift for a child. Like, I'm thinking this would be perfect for my niece and nephew because they really liked Force Awakens. My nephew wanted to be BB-8. My niece wanted to be Rey. And this would probably be a really great thing for them to have. But you mentioned Best Buy. Best Buy is the one to beat Steelbooks 
it's a collection unto themselves. It's like with the pops. You get people who just collect pops and Star Wars pops are pops, so they buy them. You get steelbook collectors and The Force Awakens is a steelbook. And then you get, honestly, I've kind of gotten over the notion of scalpers, but you get them with this. You so do. You do. And I think this happens in multiple areas, not just our area, but you have to be fast in on your game if you go to Best Buy for a steelbook because there is a person in town who will buy every single copy because Best Buy does not restrict you. No, I went in at 10.05 when I was looking for Guardians of the Galaxy and they said, you just missed it. A guy came in and bought every one. And I was like, a guy? He Well, he's not buying them for Christmas gifts for his friends. He's putting them up on eBay. and But it's not the first time it's happened. It's happened with other movies too when you've gone to buy them. So we just pre-order from Best Buy. You have kicked me in the butt enough that I do that the moment the pre-order is up. And people who are waiting for the store, it, they don't go on sale, so you're paying the same price. Exactly. I've also read some horror stories of people who have purchased it for store pickup ahead of time, and the store accidentally overlots it and puts them out on the shelf and they don't get it either. So that is a big risk. Always do the pre-order on anything like that. Yeah. Well, I've also heard the stories of people who get it in the mail and it's dented. You can't win every time i think the only thing you could do is order one to be shipped to your house and one for store pickup and hope that one of them is in good shape i just ordered it for delivery to the house i'm rolling those dice with the full knowledge of ebay here i come if it is dented but they also have some other sales going on sphero bb8 sphero themselves have marked it down i got an email from them that they were reducing the price until April 10th of BB-8 to $129.99. Well, Best Buy has it at that price this week as well. Interesting. That's really cool, though. Yeah, well, it's been out almost six months now. No, longer than that. I forgot Force Friday. The movie's almost six months old. So it's been out eight months. It's time for a price reduction, probably as they prepare to release BB-8 V 2.0 for the next holiday season. But we reviewed that a few shows back and had a whole lot of fun playing with it. As I suspected, after we had our fun, it has been sitting in its charging base unused, except for when we have company over and we say, you want to see our BB-8? Yeah, that's about the only time he gets used anymore, but he's kind of fun. We didn't try him out on the new rug. I mean, he didn't like our little area rug we had before, so we'll try him on the new one. Best Buy also has a whole bunch of other Star Wars stuff on sale. One I'm going to highly recommend. If you have not yet seen the Droid Tales DVD that came out a couple weeks ago, that is a whole lot of fun. I just, I can't get enough of the Lego Star Wars movies. I just eat those things up. I don't know why, but they make me feel five years old again. But they've got the new Droid Tales. They've got Lego Star Wars, the Padawan Menace, Lego Star Wars, the Yoda Chronicles, Lego Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Out, all two bucks off. And Rebels Season 1 on Blu-ray, five bucks off. They also still have all the steel books of the original and prequel trilogies that were released quite a while ago. Yes, I still see those in the non-steelbook version in various places. And you can even get the Force Awakens soundtrack for a couple bucks off if you don't have it yet. Walmart, which previously has done for other movies a number of different slipcovers... It's only doing one, and they're having the exclusive BB-8 cover. So that's not bad. I, I assume you picked that up or want to. I pre-ordered it. It's being mailed to us. Okay. I didn't even do the store pickup. I'd pay the couple bucks to not have to deal with Walmart customer service pickup desk. That's often been a 20 to 40 minute wait for me. Yeah, that's often a trouble situation. I don't think other Walmarts have that. I think our online order pickup desk is just especially bad mm -hmm. they've also got battlefront on sale for 39.88 as well i am so close to buying that i just know i don't have time to play video games but 30 is about the lowest that they get to so someday i'll be able to put it into a playstation 4 and play it but the big thing the thing that's going to have me staying up at night the thing that should have everyone excited Disney Store. Now, they had been doing, with the pre-order of the Blu-ray, exclusive prints. I actually skipped those. But on April 5th, they are re-releasing all of their original trilogy Elite Series figures. Those were ones that, when they first came out with the Force Awakens ones, they skyrocketed in price. Then they re-released most of them, and 
They've come down in price again. Then they did those original trilogy ones, one every other week for a while. And they were pretty hard to get. I was able to get all of them except for Boba Fett, who was gone before I even woke up that morning. And if you listen to that show, you hear the story about how I got an order placed and then it was canceled on me by Disney. Not a magical time. And, well... If you've missed out on those, or if you found out about them after the hype had swelled and they became Blink and You Miss It, they're re-releasing all of them on April 5th. As of recording, we don't have specific details, but if history is to be believed, it'll be in stores and online, and it may be a random lottery who gets to buy which ones in the stores, online's first come, first serve. Oh boy, that lottery scares me. To make matters slightly worse, the Boba Fett they're releasing is a variant Boba Fett that's going to have his cape this time. So even though, thanks to the help of friends, I do have all the early ones, now I need the variant Boba Fett. So looks like I'm having a late night Monday night or early morning Tuesday morning to look for these. Yeah, not the end of the world. I really am happy, though, for those who didn't get them. I mean, this is the third time they were released. Let's remember there was the exclusive set at D23 last year. Oh my gosh, and that is heavy. I am all for convention exclusives. I love them. I get in line for them. I will wait hours for them. But can you make it something I can carry, please? <laughs> yeah. Or I, something easy to ship? Then they released them individually packaged, and now they're re-releasing them. You know, this line is hit or miss. I think some of them are really bad, like that Anakin Skywalker. The, just the human face in Diecast was miserable. But I think some of them like the Boba Fett, like the Darth Vader, are some of the most awesome figures I've gotten in that scale. So which version of The Force Awakens are you buying? Which are you going to stay outside stores for? Are you going to Disney to get the elite figures? Come to our forums and let us know. The link's at swactionnews.com. I really want to see what other people are going after. I only know a couple of people as insane as I am who want all of them. I think because they have the tendency to disappear... And you may not be able just to walk in the movie store and get it like you used to be able to, what, five, six, seven years ago? That is a reason to purchase it if you're going to purchase it. Now to go from some of the most exciting news this week to some of the most disappointing, Wizard World St. Louis. We kind of knew this going in. We've gone every year they've had it. First year they started off with a bang. It was a huge show floor. In fact, we bought a lot that day. Yeah, we bought quite a bit. I actually think the show floor might have been smaller because they weren't in the dome. They were just in one of the centers. But, but that dome is not very big. True, true. It's not it's... a lot of floor space. It's only 100 yards across, you know. Yeah, it's where the Rams used to play when they were in Missouri. Misery, exactly. I'd like to call it. Yeah. This is, yeah, as you said, the fourth year. We've gone every year. I don't think I've ever seen a show devolve at such a rapid pace as I'm seeing Wizard World St. Louis. I want to just go out here and say we've gone to a lot of Wizard Worlds. This is our third Wizard World this year. I am not insulting Wizard World as a convention. I'm insulting their St. Louis <laughs> instance because... I think a lot depends on the local management. I love their Chicago show. I think the ticket prices are too high, but I love that show and I like going every year. Well, you and I have done the Chicago show since we started dating. Like yeah. way back when they only had that show. That was the only Wizard World they had. And they used to have like Hasbro there and Star Wars Fan Breakfast. So I, I kind of feel like I'm a little familiar with Wizard World at this point in my life. Yeah, and we... They went to a couple others around the country. This year, we've been to New Orleans. We've been to Cleveland. Yep. We went to St. Louis. We're going to Philly and Chicago. We're doing five Wizard Worlds minimum this year. But of all of them, I just pray none are as bad as St. Louis. It was a different convention. I, I kind of feel that it was, it missed the whole pop culture geek thing, I think, at this one. I think the fans who were there were enthusiastic. I think my favorite part of the show was seeing the cosplay, which I think now cosplay is for everyone. It used to just be the elite people who could sew their own outfits and could manufacture and vacuum form their own stuff. I, I saw every level of cosplay there. My favorite was this little girl who I think she was in an off-the-rack Hawkeye outfit with like fake muscle arms, but she just wore it with pride, and that made the outfit. She wins my cosplay contest. She was adorable, and when you asked to take her picture, she was kind of just looking around, and all of a sudden she got this big, huge grin, like, 
Me? Really? And that's what's fun about it. But I equated a lot of the costuming there to, like, the office Halloween party. Yeah, it's all levels. You get the creative stuff. There was a human twister mat. And then you get... Well, the- that that's the one that I'm kind of not sure what it fit there. Well, it's just creative in, like, a Halloween office costume way. Whereas it's not really geek culture. Unless you want to go right-hand blue. But... I won't tell you where on her body blue was. I mean, there are some Gateway City costumers, and they have a cosplay group down there that's very good, and they do some wonderful costumes. There's some Ghostbusters in St. Louis that have really authentic costumes. But it seemed like it was just a bunch of people throwing stuff together. There was the whole range. The costume contest had the best of the best. And again, kudos to whoever did the Big Lebowski Yeah, those two guys were good. You know, John Goodman's from St. Louis. He's from South County. And that was kind of a nice homage because the guy really looked like John Goodman. And then you had a guy who looked like Jeff Bridges wearing the big Lebowski hair and clothes. And that was pretty good. So, yeah, you had all types there. And no matter what their costume was, they were enthusiastic. And that's what I loved. I wish that the show itself was as enthusiastic. The guests... No Star Wars guest, which is becoming par for the course anymore. We are a long ways from the early 2000s where every con would have somebody, be it Jake Lloyd or Daniel Logan or Kit Fisto. Yeah, I mean, you'd get all different kinds of people, at least one or two. You'd have Stormtrooper number three from A New Hope or something like that. But really, the only chance to get these people now is at Celebration. And even then, it's not that many new people. Well, let's keep in mind, Indiana Comic Con, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yes. Ian McDermott and Ray Park. Okay, that's that's correct. So it's just Wizard right now isn't getting those guests. They had a lot of guests But they had two big cancellations the week of the show. John Bernthal from The Walking Dead canceled. Kristen Ritter. Well, he's the new Punisher. Well, he is the new Punisher. And Daredevil, the TV series on Netflix. Kristen Ritter, who was Jessica Jones, as well as some other work, she also canceled, which hurt the show. And then if you go to Wizard World's Facebook page, the two big guests they had, the like spotlight guests this year were Matt Smith and David Tennant, who I'm not a Whovian. It's on my bucket list to watch some of the new Doctor Who. I like David Tennant in Fright Night. I think that's the only thing I really know him from. But the Wizard World page says that the people who paid VIP, which was the only way to get their autograph and get their photo, they got kind of screwed over by mismanagement. And we're told no props in the photos, no personalization of the autographs. The seating that they were promised would be reserved during the panel they didn't get. I feel really bad because those tickets were 400 and up. Yeah, they were supposed to get premium seating at the panel, which we have experienced before with other Wizard Worlds where you get almost front row, depending on what level. I got that in Cleveland. It was really nice. Sat right up front. And I think we were like maybe seven rows from the back from the stage or seven rows from the stage in New Orleans with Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie and everybody. And that was really cool. But what happened with these people is... They were told the room would be cleared, then the VIPs would be allowed to sit. Well, they didn't clear the room, and they just let the VIPs in, and they just had to find whatever seat they could find. Some people didn't get in until the panel was almost over, and they were VIPs. They were very angry. And apparently, the people who bought the solo David Tennant autograph and photo op, which was all one package, it's all you could basically buy, got the short end of the stick on many things. They were told no props in the photos. They were told no personalization on their photos also when they got their autographs done so they couldn't sign it to their name or anything. Whereas people who purchased the dual photo ops for everybody else was getting it. Yeah, so that's bad because we've bought VIP at several cons so far. And in fact, I bought a VIP package for the upcoming Philly con. I'd be very angry if I was mistreated after spending hundreds or in some cases over a thousand dollars on this. I mean, that's... That's not right. The worst part for me, I didn't go to any panels, mainly because there was not a whole lot interesting. I didn't game, and that could have been a great thing. They had a $3,000 cash prize gaming competition. I'm not good enough anymore to compete in any of that. I'm a far cry from when I took on the number one player in the world in Quake. 
That was oh, I didn't know this about you. Yeah, and I I got one kill in too. Wow. Yeah, I scared her off a ledge. She killed herself. I actually barely hit her. Oh but, well, hey, you know. But these days I don't compete in the gaming. I go to conventions, autograph hunting, sometimes panels, and to shop and look for rare collectibles, look for bargain collectibles. Well, here there were comic shops that had a few booths, but there weren't any major comic displays. I didn't see a lot of current stuff. If I was a hardcore comic collector looking for CGC graded vintage comics, there were a couple places I could go. Yeah, I would say you could count on one hand the number of comic vendors total. I could count on both my hands the number of toy vendors total. Yes, but it was an odd mix of toys. Not so much vintage anything anymore. It was a lot of the new stuff like you'd find from Dorkside Toys and so on. Tons and tons and tons of pops. There were some highly overpriced brand new Black Series figures. If I wanted FN2187 for $35 or $40, I could have had him. No, thank you. I will wait for a case from Dorkside Toys. But I was really let down by the number of toy vendors. What they had in abundance. I posted some photos... (laughs) And the comments I got was, was I at a job market or a flea market? Yeah, um, it was interesting. Should we run down some of the booths that we yeah, saw yeah. that didn't necessarily fit in with our experience in conventions? I mean, I know I need car insurance as much as anyone, but is there such a thing as nerd culture car insurance? No, there's just State Farm putting, like, Batman-like wham-pow word splashes behind them because that makes car insurance more exciting. Actually, I don't think I want to think of wham or pow with car insurance. No, I think those are the wrong adjectives to go ahead and decide to use. I mean, we also had a shortbread vendor selling Scottish shortbreads. Not geeky shortbreads? They weren't shaped like TARDISes? No, they were just cookies, shortbread cookies and some teas. So interesting there. My favorites were the timeshare people who had this like scam going on. We saw them in Cleveland too, and that's where you've really discovered them. They made it look like they were giving away a Star Wars vacation. It specifically said, win trip to Disney's Star Wars Awakening. That was very vague, I think. It almost sounds like Chinese phishing spam email. Yes, it kind of does. Like they threw into Alta Vista and just went with it. Win trip, not win a trip, win trip. Well, what is that? I don't even know what it is. But they had people probably five and six deep filling out these little information forms. And what's going to happen in about a week or two, these people are going to start getting phone calls for timeshares. And they're going to get mad because they don't know where these people got their name. Well, you fill out a form at a convention. What did you think would happen? So they were up there. Well, we also had a guy who had gutter protectors to keep the leaves out of your gutters. Because I think of Marvel Comics and Star Wars and Doctor Who and all this geeky stuff when I think of my gutters. Don't you? They had a couple different places with hot, cold pain relief click heaters and insoles. Those would be fabulous if they could be not regenerated with a pot of boiling water. If they were like on the go, I would totally buy one because your feet hurt. I just had foot surgery and I would love an ice pack on my foot sometimes. I could throw in the little hotel refrigerator, you know, have it cold or use the heat, but not have to boil it to get it all to reactivate. There's also a bathroom remodeler. Yeah, I'm not going to run down all of these, but the worst part is the floor was so small. Even if I know for a fact I've seen some of these previously. And yes, Snickers was there and the energy drink place was at New York Comic Con. But per capita, the home improvement show slash scam places were higher. The ratio of them. I think I walked through as many of those as I walked through toy vendors. Oh, absolutely. And what kills me is some of these are just really bizarre. The one that really got me was a company called Capsule Life that was taking people's blood. It wasn't a blood donation drive, which that's fine. I'm totally cool with blood donation because you should donate blood if you're able to. But these people were taking your blood and keeping it, but you would pay them $99 a year to keep it on hand. What were they doing with it? Cloning? No, they allege it so you can have a sample of your blood for genetics reasons. So yeah, cloning. 
I guess so. Were they Kaminoans? Long necks? Tan Wee there taking your blood? No, no, they weren't. It's not to say I walked out empty-handed. I mean, a good convention can be made by one good vendor. I can't say that this one vendor made the four-hour round-trip drive worth it, but I did get a few gems that I don't know if I needed, but I'm glad I have. My favorite purchase of the con, and this is silly, is from 1980, a Wilton Star Wars Empire Strikes Back R2-D2 cake candle in its original box in amazing, amazing shape. It is. The card back is really great on that. I wouldn't ever consider opening it and burning it or anything, but it's in really good condition. The back has some perforated bits. And those are still perfect, too, and not removed or punched at all. The bottom one is slightly punched, just I think age has deteriorated. But yeah, there's like little inserts that you're supposed to be able to put on the candle so that it could be happy birthday, may the force be with you. I had a birthday back then where this was the candle on my cake. I don't think it was the only one because my family was big on the number of candles thing. But one of my main candles was this Star Wars R2-D2 candle. And when the guy said he only wanted $5 for it, I was not letting it leave my hand. No, not for the nostalgia value alone. Then I picked up two sticker packs from the same guy. He had in the original packaging, remember the puff stickers, Arnie? Yeah, I do. And I used to be a sticker collector. That was like all the rage in fifth and sixth grade. So I would collect stickers and we'd go to, do you remember the store in the mall that was called The Loading Dock? Yes. We, that and the Printer's Inc. Remember Printer's Inc.? No. It was the magazine store, card store, kind of like Hallmark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'd go there, me and my girlfriends, and we would get stickers, and you'd put them in photo albums. It was the goofiest thing ever, because once you put it in there, you'd take it off the sheet and put it in there, and it was stupid. We ruined them. So but that was basically the precursor to scrapbooking. All the people who did that when they were young are today's uber scrapbookers. I don't everyone actually scrapbooks i think everyone intends to scrapbook and they buy the stuff and that's what's keeping the scrapbooking business alive and then it sits in your closet and you never do it but the puffy stickers were the best and i picked up some return of the jedi they're called perk up stickers and it's the puffy stickers great color on the return of the jedi set i mean nice and vibrant color still not faded at all they were bought at osco for a dollar 49 that's a midwestern drugstore chain that's usually with the grocery store jewel which is not around anymore very cool and it's got you know your it's got endor leia it's got chewbacca han r2 it's got wicked you got an x-wing emperor 3po it's got akbar very cool then we got a set of the ewoks which is really cool now these are the same stickers but they're much more softer colors, and I think those were intentional, and that's the way it was. Yeah, I think that they're going for pastels. He had two sets of each. I would have been tempted to get both sets of each, but they were $10 per sticker pack. If they'd been five, I would have bought two, but both sets, I picked the ones with the better, I don't know, it's not even a card back, but the little cardboard top, and both sets had the same kind of muted color, sort of a pastel, I think, because the Ewoks were aimed at girls, and girls don't like bright, vibrant colors. No, we don't. We like pastel colors, mainly pinks. That's the only color I like, as I'm wearing almost all black. And baby blues, because that's the header color of the sticker pack, whereas boys like black and red. Finally, I picked up, and these aren't even for me, but if somebody claims Marjorie's box of stoof through our Podbean, it's one of the rewards, we got... Vintage Tops Return of the Jedi cards still in their wax packs. Unopened. Very exciting. I can hear the gum moving in it. I'm not responsible if you eat the gum. So yeah, it was kind of a disappointing time, and I'm putting it out there that unless they have an amazing guest, and even then, because so many canceled and the VIPs were treated so badly, I don't see myself returning to St. Louis Wizard World. I still am looking forward very much to Philly. I mean, I usually have a great time in Artist Alley's at these things. The St. Louis Artist Alley was no good. I'm sorry. The cosplayer who looks a lot like Spock and charges you, quote unquote, for a charity for his photo. It's is, like the human fund. It's not art. No. For Artist Alley. Yeah, that it seemed like they had toy vendors mixed in. They had some of the. Vendors that we're not sure why they're there. They had drone sellers in there. Not really a great Artist Alley because of that. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I walked through Artist Alley and walked out empty-handed. At St. Louis, I did. So I'm not going back to that con. 
And again, don't take this as Wizard Worlds are all bad. They're not. But Wizard World St. Louis, it is. And I did see positive comments on there. And my thinking is, if you don't go to a lot of cons, admittedly, I'm jaded. I go to a lot of conventions. I expect more. If this was the only con you went to and you weren't used to seeing cosplay, you'd be blown away by some of the cosplayers there. And you'd see some older toys and find that to be great. Although the Toy Man Toy Show in St. Louis, far better toy selection, prices, everything than what they had at Wizard World. Yeah, I mean, for the vendors at Toy Man, absolutely blows away what was at Wizard World St. Louis for toy vendors. I mean, you can get so much between new and old and everything in between. Amazing there. But I, I think that a lot of people who are really liking this aren't the people who go to a lot of conventions. They're taking their kids for a day to see the Doctor Who people because Doctor Who people are really big with kids. I'm, I've never seen the modern show, so I can't speak to that. But a lot of kids like it and there are a lot of children there. And that was great. I just think that the mix of vendors, Artist Alley, and the lack of guests kind of make it a little maybe not our thing and unless there's somebody's autograph we really need or an artist we really need a sketch from i don't know that we need to go back i see myself not going next year c2e2 just blows this one away and so many of the vendors who are at wizard world were at c2e2 whereas there was so much at c2e2 not at wizard world Mm -hmm. i do want to give one last thing though when i was shopping one thing i found at several vendors down there maybe three or four were the play arts kai about 10 inch figures from Square Onyx. There are some Star Wars ones of those. They have Boba Fett, Darth Vader, Darth Maul, Stormtrooper. But if you listen to our sister podcast, Marvelicious Toys, you'll find out that there are a lot of bootlegs of those. And I, in fact, got scammed on a couple Marvel ones. So if you're looking at getting any of the Square Onyx Star Wars Play Arts Kai variant figures, I suggest you take a listen to that Marvelicious Toys show because I was able to find a bootleg Play Arts Kai at one of the booths because I learned what I'd researched for that show. So if you check out issue 162 of Marvelicious Toys, you'll find out how to spot a bootleg. Very well done bootleg. I mean, it's not like bootlegs like we're used to thinking of them with the bootleg figures that have like eraser sized heads on normal sized bodies and things. No, I mean, these are tremendous bootlegs until you get it out and put it next to the actual item. And then you start noticing, okay, the neck's not as long and the accessories aren't as good and that kind of thing. The paint is different, but it's all in checking the box and the serial numbers and things like that. And there's some great information we have in there to help you out. And combining Marvel and Star Wars, I am very much looking forward to our next con experience at the very end of this month in Indianapolis, Indiana Comic-Con. Ray Park is going to be there. Haven't seen him at a con since Celebration, I think. No, I don't think I have, because usually he'll hit a few because he's got three different avenues. He's got his martial arts moves. He's got his Marvel people, and he's got Star Wars. G.I. Joe also. Oh, and G.I. Joe, that's right. So he's got four different avenues, and I mean, he's a really great guy, too, because he gets out from behind the table, he talks to people, he'll show you how to do little moves and stuff. Really great guy. Sometimes he just needs to get up and stretch, and so he'll do a backflip. I mean, this guy is a ninja. Yeah, and he's super nice, too. That's what makes the interaction all that much better, I think. And Ian McDermott is there in a rare convention appearance, and... He is charging far less for an autograph here in Indiana than he was when I got his autograph back at Celebration 6. Yeah, this is pretty reasonable. And you're like, oh, he's never going to sign again. I know. And I got a lot of signatures from him there. I wish I had something to sign. He's doing autographs for $75 each. Ray Park, $40. Plus, John Rhys Davies is going to be there from Indiana Jones with a $50 autograph. I mean... It's kind of cool. And it's a good convention, too. I mean, it's in the same building where Star Wars Celebration 2 and 3 were. So you kind of go back, you get the flashbacks a little bit. It's a good size. It had a really great artist alley last year when we went. Small, but quality. Same as the guests. There's like seven guests at this con, but they're all top tier guests. Well, Leah Thompson. I mean, that's awesome, right? Yeah. And Jack Gleason. I mean, good guests. The vendors there. Not a ton if it's going to be like last year. It's a small exhibit floor. I think we got through it in one hour. But 
again, quality guests. They were actually selling good comics. If you recall last year, I got that rare Han Solo variant comic cover, the action figure one, for cover price. They had a lot of crafty things, too, that I hadn't seen at a lot of the other conventions. It's almost like it's a totally different mix of vendors. I think we ended up buying a lot of toys and stuff. I seem to remember making numerous trips back to the car to haul stuff back because you found a lot of cool stuff to buy. Now, it's a small con. Don't yeah. let us oversell it, but it's a quality con. It's, it was fun, too. It's not the size of the con is how they use it. Exactly. And they're using it to allow us to do a screening of Howard the Duck. Yes. 2016 is the 30th anniversary of Howard the Duck, which is George Lucas's follow-up to Return of the Jedi. Yes, indeed. And one of Arnie's absolutely favorite movies in the entire world. My number one guilty pleasure is how I'll phrase okay, that. Okay, perfect. Well, we're hosting a screening of the movie, a special 30th anniversary screening. We're going to bring some of Arnie's props from the movie to show people. We're going to have some giveaways. The first 50 people are going to get a super special prize, a neat little thing. We're hoping for a big sing-along at the end when they sing Howard the Duck. I'm not going to hold my breath. I think if we hand out a lyric sheet, we'll have it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's at Saturday, 7 p.m., at the convention center. Yep, no additional admission required. And I'm bringing some original Howard the Duck movie props. If you have seen Arnie on Facebook, you've seen the absolutely frightening animatronic head that was used in the movie. So that's all at Indiana Comic Con next week. While we're talking about George Lucas's other films, I'd also like to mention our other sister podcast, Now Playing Podcast. It's doing its spring donation drive. And one of the films it's covering, we've already reviewed Howard the Duck. It's available in the archives. But we're doing sci-fi summer of 86. We're doing six different films that were released in 1986, including George Lucas and Jim Henson's David Bowie film, Labyrinth. So if you'd like to hear that review, plus reviews of Invaders from Mars, Critters, Night of the Creeps, several other films, as well as Men in Black, Independence Day, and all the Ghostbusters films, you can find the details for that at nowplayingpodcast.com forward slash donate. And finally, on one last bit of con news, WonderCon was two weeks ago. Barrett went and covered the event for us, and he picked me up an amazing exclusive. I've got to give him a shout out. It was a BB-8 vinyl record picture disc, and the vinyl itself was cut so that you have BB-8's body and head with the hole right in the middle. Oh, that's awesome. And if you play it, it plays March of the Resistance and Ray's theme. It's from the Disney Music Emporium. There's a version picture disc going out as part of Record Store Day. But this is the one from Hot Topic at WonderCon. And thanks to Barrett for grabbing it. Speaking of items that went on sale from The Force Awakens, I asked Andrew because Andrew is our all-in Hot Toys guy. Well, he's all-in at currently the sixth scale and the quarter scale, but he is not all in on the life-sized Hot Toys collectibles. But they did put up for pre-order the life-sized first order Stormtrooper from Hot Toys. That's something. Here's my thing about it. When I think of Hot Toys, I think of their incredible likenesses, their amazing sculpts, the incredibly lifelike paint, and the articulation all those points of articulation and interchangeable pieces. You can display these figures, whatever you want. This has zero points of articulation. It's just a really well done statue of sorts. Perfect for your comic shop, perfect for your home theater, perfect for your collection. If you have the dough, $8,000 plus shipping. And a big front door to get it in. I'm not gonna say it doesn't look nice, but if I was spending $8,000 on life-size collectibles, I'd stick original trilogy, personally. I think it's just not iconic enough yet. Yet, yeah. That's what it... Is it going to have the staying power of the originals? I mean, obviously, if you're a Star Wars fan, yes, but I just don't think for anyone yet it means like what it does, what it did for kids in the 80s. Yeah, I'd buy an original Stormtrooper. I don't know if I'd buy a clone trooper because those had one movie apiece. You could get a Phase 1 clone from Attack of the Clones. You could get a Phase 2 clone from Revenge of the Sith. Or you get a Stormtrooper from three movies. The First Order Stormtroopers are obviously going to show up in more films. But I'd kind of hold off on that. In a much more reasonable price level, Sideshow 
has put out another six scale figure and it gets confusing because Sideshow sells hot toys, but this is the Sideshow six scale figure of Luke Skywalker in his X-Wing pilot gear, technically his snow speeder pilot gear because it's got the puffy collar and everything that really denotes Hoth. I've got to say the competition though between Sideshow and Hot Toys makes me think they've upped their game. I think this is a really detailed figure and I've never bought a human Sideshow six scale figure. This one is kind of tempting. If I didn't think Hot Toys would get to it, which is a terrible thing to say, but truthfully, I think Hot Toys would do it even better, but I think this one's really good. I think they got the outfit pretty good because it looks like kind of lumpy like it is in the movie. You know, it's not a very svelte outfit. I just don't think they did a good job on the face, and that's what's bothering me on this one. I mean, they kind of got that weird, because he had that puffy face when he came back for Empire after the car accident, and he had a new scar. I just don't think that the unmasked face is great. And then with the helmet on, I can't tell it's Luke at all. It could just be X-Wing pilot or snowspeeder pilot. To me, I can just tell it's Luke because that's how Luke looks when he's in the snowspeeder uniform. I think the face is better than they've done before, but what's making me nervous is there's not a great close-up. There's a waist-up shot, and that's the shot where I'll agree the face looks worst, but it's still looks very Mark Hamill to me. And in the longer shots, I think it looks pretty good. It's alternate heads is how they've done it. So the head comes off. It's not a removable helmet. You get the helmeted head and the unhelmeted head. But their prices are going up to match Hot Toys, which I, makes me just think that that's what it costs to do six scale figures now. This is $269.99. And they still have available in stock shipping now, their exclusive X-Wing pilot, Luke Skywalker. So you could get that right now in the less puffy suit, but I don't think the face sculpts on that is as good. I think that that one has a pretty bad face sculpt comparatively. It's still not a bad face sculpt, but it's just nowhere near as good as the Snowspeeder one looks to me. It could all be the photography though. It could be, because there's been a few times when you're like, ooh, I don't think so. And then you see it in person, and you're like, oh, okay, it does look better. And that does happen. Sometimes you just can't capture it with the lens. It happens. Other times, they use shadow just right to make it look better than it actually is. That is true. Finally, one item I haven't pulled the trigger on yet, but I may, is their new premium format Sand Trooper. They haven't released a good premium format for Star Wars in a while, and I was kind of lamenting that to myself. I'm like, when, when can I get another good premium format from them? Well, the answer is I could order it now to ship January of 2017, the quarter-scale Sand Trooper. I like it, because you know I like Stormtroopers anyway, but I, I thought what maybe is tipped the scales in your favor of approaching this was the little Womp Rat that comes with him at his feet. He looks a little rabid and a little skinny and gross, but it's a Womp Rat. Yeah, that is the accessory with the exclusive version only, is the Womp Rat. My only problem is, he seems a little small. Womp Rats are supposed to be a little bigger than two meters. Maybe this is a baby Womp Rat, because it's about the size mm -hmm. of the Sand Trooper's foot. And he does look kind of mean. I don't think I want to see a two meter rat in anything, do you? Unless it's like a cuddly teddy bear rat or something. Well, they did make a Womp Rat in Sideshow's one six-scale figure line as part of the creature assortment. Yes. And I thought that one was a little small for one six-scale, but it is one of the rare six-scale sets I bought. And I bought two of them because I wanted Womp Rats that were properly scaled with my four-inch, three-and-three-quarter-inch figures. And I thought, yeah, that looks like about a six-foot rat if it's around three-and-three-quarter-inch figures, maybe slightly big. But yeah, the Womp Rat is one of those accessories that can get me off my butt to actually press order. He has the orange pauldron, so that's what I consider the classic Sand Trooper collar. And one thing that's kind of nice about this, he's actually, I mean, he's very expensive. I remember again when premium formats were half this price, but these days lately, the premium formats I've seen go up are all $500 to $650. Ouch. This one is a very attractive price of $420. That is. It's so cheap, you must buy two. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes, I know what you're saying. That $80, $500 has a psychological barrier to me. It's why things are priced $4.99, because it's under $5. And so in your head, you're like, I can buy that. Well, they're $499. I round up in my mind. So that little psychological trick doesn't work. But $420 is a far cry from $500. And so with the Sand Trooper, the Womp Rat, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but... He's looking pretty good. I just wish his base was a little more detailed. I think the reason he's so inexpensive is he comes with a very small base. Yeah, it's not very big, but it's good. It's what you'd expect. And I think the Womp Rat with the exclusive edition is pretty cool. True. I feel sometimes the other way. If a base is too big, then you're not displaying the figure. You're displaying almost a diorama. Well, and I think sometimes with the bigger bases that you end up with a space problem is you have this huge, big, round, or funny-shaped thing, and then this little figure on it, and you can't put anything around it because it takes up all this real estate on your shelf. It is also nice, too, that there's the Bantha skull on there. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that one. As far as more reasonably priced and sized items over at our sponsor, Dorkside Toys, you can order... The Black Series 6-inch figure, if you have not yet found a Captain Phasma, and I know people have had a lot of luck lately in stores, but if you haven't yet, she is shipping in 24 hours, $21.99 at Dorkside Toys. And keep an eye on Dorkside Toys. They have pre-sold out of all the upcoming waves of figures. So if you were looking for one of those, keep an eye on their website because as waves are added, you don't want to hesitate and say, well, let me see if I see it in stores. By the time you've given up finding them in stores, they're completely gone. And Dorkside Toys has always done great by me for shipping, getting the figures fast and in great condition. If your taste runs slightly more expensive, they've also got a lot of Medicom items. The Medicom Mathfex Captain Phasma is available for pre-order. This is about a six and a half inch figure that looks really nice with reflective armor. I still need to see it in person to see how chromey it is, but it really looks highly reflective and chromed in the photos they've got. And it's coming in November. They also have the Mathfex 3PO and BB-8 up for pre-order, the two-pack. And BB-8 does have his little thumbs-up lighter. Okay, that's super cute. I think I'm buying that set. Yeah, I think so. Although I'm sad that R2 is getting kicked to the curb with 3PO. Well, they also have a 3PO and R2-D2 Mathfex set that's coming in May. So you can get all three. And that's an original trilogy 3PO and R2. R2 comes with his Return of the Jedi serving tray. Yeah, that's from Jabba's Sail Barge. And with a Leia hologram. So that's an all movies R2 for you. Yeah. So you could then put him with the other set. And 3PO has his comm link from the trash compactor scene. Yep. So you could have red arm 3PO and gold arm 3PO. They're totally different. You can't recognize them. Mm -mm. And that's all available at our sponsor, Dorkside Toys. And finally this week, we have a review of the Smuggler's Bounty Cantina blind box. Yeah, you did an unboxing of this that will be on our YouTube channel soon. But here is all of the information from it. So let's see what's inside the box. The first thing we've got is a patch and a pin. All of your boxes are going to have that. We've got a nice Greedo patch. Very cool with Aravesh on it and an outside shot of the cantina. And we've got a Bith pin. Very nice. Inside, let's see what we have. We have a t-shirt. So the t-shirt, this box, is Moma Nadan, also known as Hammerhead. Now, interesting to note about this is at the bottom it says wanted for smuggling, but he was traditionally a plant farmer, so this could be from the new canon. I like the colors on this one. I like this teal color with the white, and I like the shirt. It really pops with the black, and I'm not making a Funko pun, but it's very cool. And I started to really love these shirts, especially since I started doing more with them and adding, you know, some of the stuff down the side with the hair color and putting them in little scenes. Really loving that. So we'll move on to the next few items here. Now let's get to the pops. These pops are exclusive only to these subscription boxes, so you're going to get some really cool ones. First, we've got Ben Kenobi, old man Ben from A New Hope. He's got his blue lightsaber there for when he's slicing off alien arms. I really love how they did his little white beard. I just think this is a very cute pop with his big black eyes and his little hair, his little fringy bangs in front. I like the pops anyway. I'm not a big fan of the human ones usually because I think it's hard to do the humans, but this one I think wins. And I do want to point out, because of the way the pin fell out of the package, we did end up with a damaged box. But that's okay, because I'm going to open this one anyway. 
Now you may have heard that there was a Chase variant in this box again. You could either get blue snaggletooth or red snaggletooth. We ended up with red snaggletooth. I think he's super cute. I think aliens and non-human creatures are really great in pops. They really just kind of lend themselves to play around the likenesses a little. I think this one is super duper cute with his big nose that he's got, his nostrils. I just think his little red jumpsuit is cute. It's great. Now, we didn't get the blue one. However, I do want to shout out to John, THX182, on our forums and longtime friend of the show. He's been doing some goofy stuff every once in a while. He graciously sent us the blue snaggletooth because he got it and didn't need it and didn't want it. And I want to thank him very much for that. So to recap the items that we got in this box, we've got a Chewbacca pen, a Bith pin, a Greedo patch, a Hammerhead shirt, and the exclusive pops, which were Obi-Wan, Old Man Obi-Wan, and a Red Snaggletooth. Now these are exclusive to the box. And as far as we know, these are the only way to get them is in the box, which makes them very sought after. So that ends my review of this, and now back to the studio. Now that is a great set, but if I'm being completely honest, these Chase Pops frustrate me to no end. If I didn't have great friends like Taryn and John, I'd just be really, really up a tree if I was a completist. And I'm really not a completist on Star Wars Pops, but the two they've done, the Elite TIE Fighter Pilot and this Blue Snaggletooth, have been just great figures i wish they wouldn't do that they've already got us in the exclusive club right do they need to do this kind of variant to us it is a little stressful it's well okay it's a lot stressful and we get two boxes of this every month i pay for a subscription and i have from day one and then they do provide us a review box and my thought was we double the chances it has done me no good all I did is the one you got damaged, the damaged figure that came in that box, I got an undamaged one in my box, so that's good. But I just think that they don't need to do this chase thing. I mean, what are they getting? How many subscriptions are they going to get out of us with it? I wonder if people subscribe multiple times just to increase their chances of getting the chase. I understand there's some fun to be had with chase items and there's some collectability there. But I think it's different if you're putting something in stores versus putting something in a collector's box. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Come to our forums. Let me know if I'm overreacting. And it's not the end of the world. In the end, it's just a pop, which despite what they go for on eBay, is a $10 toy. If you go to the store and want a pop, it's a $10 toy. So that's what I consider the value of the plastic at. Man, it was Blue Snackletooth. So thank you, John. Yes, thank you, John. And that's our show for this week. Remember to catch us at Indianapolis Comic Con. We're going to be showing Howard the Duck, 30th anniversary of that movie. And that'll be a lot of fun. The first 50 people do get a door prize. And don't forget to follow us on Podbean. And if you can, and if you enjoy the show, support us just $1 or $2 a month. They'll go a long way. A dollar per show, $2 per month. Helps us out and helps the staff out. Again, this money's not going to collectibles. It is going to the staff and to the costs operating the show. We will be back in two weeks with a much delayed review of Kotobukiya's Artifacts Plus Clone Troopers. And we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can be on the next episode of Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted are subject to use on our show. We want your feedback on Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook and Twitter. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Star Wars Action News YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. 
If you enjoyed the show, please post about Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, or your social media network of choice. Or just tell a friend about the show. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. If you also enjoy Marvel Comics, you can hear Arnie and Marjorie talk about the toys and statues based on Marvel Comics characters on the Marvelicious Toys podcast at MarveliciousToys.com. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, edited, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Star Wars Action News podcast video enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Josh, and Barrett. Star Wars Action News website designed by Jason. Photo editing by Scott. Graphic design by Jay. Associate produced and announcements by Brock. Segments hosted by Jerry, Jonathan, Brock, Nathan, and Steve. For more Star Wars collecting, please check out GalacticHunter.com, JediDefender.com, JediTempleArchives.com, and YakFace.com. And we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all that the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Until next time, may the pegs be stopped and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Lego Star Star Wars. More pops than I could shake a stick at. And I can stake a... Steak a shick? Steak and shake what? Yeah, and Jackie, Gle- not Jackie Gleason, he's dead. He is dead. They're trotting out his dead body. <laughs>